Hello, it is your host, Johnny from Johnny's Book Review. It's a site to help inspire you guys to go read. So go read. I want you guys to read anything and everything. So go after it. Go read. Take notes. Learn from the books and apply that to your life. All right. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Goodreads, and Twitter at Johnny's Book Reviews, definitely do that. Provide a ton of reviews on there as well. So Goodreads is just uh, review-based. Now, for my other social media handles, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc., those are the ones where I provide you know my reviews, but also videos over the books, and then also provide little pictures of you know signed books I get or pictures of quotes I see from books that sparked my interest. I provide a ton of stories on my uh, Instagram page, so definitely stay tuned for those and definitely check that out at Johnny's Book Reviews. And follow me, of course, too. And then also I provide a short everyday over over a book that I see, a signed book that I'm getting or have collected, or a review over a book. Um, I'm going to probably hit it more short reviews on that platform so definitely stay tuned for that but again you can uh, follow me on youtube at johnny's book reviews so follow me and uh, get awesome tips and book reviews and also videos short videos of books that i think look cool etc and then also my website at johnny'sbookreviews.com i have a ton of book reviews that i haven't been able to put on here yet so definitely look at that i have also a lot of reading questions that i have on there like how do i save money on books how have i not spent any money on books etc etc and one year i I spent no money on books and i provided a blog on there so definitely look at that if you guys want to support this channel you can give a donation from two dollars to ten dollars per month that helps out provide better reviews for you guys or help with equipment etc to provide better reviews and then also if you guys want to support this channel too we i have merch on the uh bonfire.com at johnny's book reviews i have a read bands book where i have eight band books that i sparked my interest and that i've read and you know they go over a wide range of topics sexuality gender sexual assault mental health etc and i thought those books were really good to put onto the shirt and so that's what i did Reband books. I have two lines, and then I also have a go read line, challenge yourself line, the Johnny's Book Reviews logo line. So definitely check that out at Johnny's Book Reviews on bonfire.com. And then, of course, follow this podcast for more reviews that comes out every Friday. So I'll, I'll drop an episode every Friday, roughly around 8 to 10 a.m. So definitely check that out. Stay tuned and follow or subscribe to this podcast podcast all right so the the month of march is over it's done can you believe it holy gosh three months of 2023 is over so let's begin with the april schedule for this podcast again if you guys don't want to listen to this skip forward for the next couple minutes but here's the april podcast schedule for April for next month. Can you believe that? All right. So April 7, 2023, I'm going to be reviewing Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. Let me be talking about this book. Again, this one was a little bit spicy romance. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about it. Now, I stopped reading a little bit of Colleen Hoover, but I'll progress forward with it. I was supposed to finish all of her books by February. I wasn't able to because I just took a break from her, but essentially I'll just be all right, on the, the next week following after that is April 14th, 2023. I am reviewing Financial Feminist by Tori Dunlop. This is a great book. It kind of is similar to I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. So this is a really good book if you guys want to get financially sound. Honestly, it provides a, a lot of good financial advice, and I highly recommend reading this book. It's a really good book. Now, following week after that is April 21st. I'm going to be talking a little bit about Limitless. So I'm going to be reviewing Limitless by Jim Quick. So Jim Quick is the American Brain Coach, podcaster, entrepreneur. He's the founder of Quick Learning. Basically, 
what he does is help people read faster, learn more efficiently, and be able to remember quickly and remember a lot of things. This is just a, a great book. I, it's a beginner book, so I didn't really like that. Like majority of the information that I read in this book, I have already got from his courses or from his YouTube channel. So, but if you guys don't know who Jim Quick is, I highly definitely check out this book. It will allow you to read quicker, allow you to learn more efficiently, etc. This is a really good one. And then the the following week after that, uh, on the end of April is April or yeah April twenty eighth. I'm going to be reviewing the Magic Treehouse graphic novel series. Now there's four of them. It's kind of crazy because this Magic Treehouse series is based off of. You know, Jack and Annie, the two main characters, that find a treehouse in the middle of their forest next to their house. And this treehouse has all these books inside the treehouse. And basically, he opened up a book. The first book was the dinosaur book. So he's like, oh, I wish I was there. And what essentially happened was Jack and Annie was transported to the dinosaur age and so this with the 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 treehouse and the books are a time traveling capsule that allows jack and annie to travel to the middle ages egypt dinosaurs to the pirates etc this is just a great series especially like if you're a younger reader this is a great series and i highly recommend reading it it's a great series that actually started my reading journey and which is why i'm reviewing this series because it is really nostalgic for me i've read these series when i was younger and actually I've, i think i've read majority of them and this started my reading journey this started the way i've been able to read consistently over the last 15 plus years maybe even more than that 20 years I don't know, whenever I started reading, probably six years old. I the, the crazy thing is I had a hard time in kindergarten. I had a hard time reading, to be honest with you. I had a hard time speaking, and I had I actually didn't know how to do the alphabet. So my mom told her, basically wanted me to stay back, and so I stayed back and helped out a lot. And here I am, reading, speaking, and I've just wrote a book. So it's unbelievable, but... It all started with these Magic Treehouse books. So I'll be talking a lot about, you know, my life specifically with that episode. I'll be talking a little bit more information about who I am uh, and I'll be reviewing the book as well. So definitely check out that. That's going to be one of the probably the, 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 the best episodes I probably will do. So let's get into it, guys. Uh, that's April's schedule. I hope you guys enjoy a little mixture of, you know, fiction as well as nonfiction, but there's a ton of lessons in those books that you can apply to your life that ultimately will change your life. So get after it, go read. And today I am going to be reviewing Speak by Lori Alls Anderson. I'll be discussing what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, any lessons that I got from the book. And then I'm also going to be talking about why this book is banned. So without further ado, let's get into it. So before we begin, let's talk about real estate. It's a really good passive income, but how do you get into real estate? You have to buy the property and deal with annoying tenants. Who wants that, really? What if you could buy into a portfolio an account that buys the properties for you and handles the tenants? Is that such a thing? Yep. It's called a real estate index fund, but I use Fundrise as this company is one of the better real estate index funds out there you can start as little as five dollars and if you use my referral link you get 25 dollars https slash slash fundrise.com slash r slash opr 3zp again it's fundrise.com slash r slash opr 3zp you'll get a 25 dollars i'll get 25 dollars as well but the main point is that you're going to be setting up a real awesome real estate portfolio risk fee. You don't have to worry about the tenants. You don't have to worry about buying the property. They have properties, commercial warehouses, and multi-million dollar apartment complexes. When you 
invest into this account. You're buying shares specifically into those buildings and those properties that they own. Now, but once you buy or put money into the account, diversifies it into all the properties that they own. So again, use my referral link, sign up, and get started with real estate today. Again, my referral link is com slash ROPR3ZPR. Again, the referral link is OPR3ZPR. All right, what is this book about? So it's an eighth grader. She has experienced a traumatic event. The eighth grader is called Melinda. But we don't know what that is until the middle of the book. She stopped speaking and she's become getting distant with many people besides her art teacher. She really likes her art teacher. And her art teacher made her and allowed her to speak up. And actually, the art teacher is the first adult person that she mentions this traumatic event. So if you guys don't know, she is raped, sexually assaulted at a party in eighth grade. And then uh, you get the her her first couple days in ninth grade in high school, and it's a totally different ball game. And you know, people are pissed at her. People don't believe her. Why did you call the cops, etc.? Right? This is a, like a an environment of what happens with people who are sexually assaulted. It's uh, sadly right. We we think that, hey, this person must be telling a lie. This person can't be telling the truth. She's wrong. It was her fault, etc. And that's all of those are not true at all. It's definitely not her fault. She's telling the truth. It was a situation where the, it was the man's fault, where the man should have taken care of her, honestly should have got someone else like a friend to help her out as well he should have got like someone to help her melinda that's the biggest thing right is that he shouldn't have taken advantage of her especially when she was that drunk and he did and it's his fault right he sexually assaulted her simple as that if you say no multiple times if you can't make a logical consensual no if you can't make a solid yes and if you're halted by a mind-altering drug called alcohol then it is rape it is sexual assault in uh february 6th of 2018 which was actually a couple years ago uh l'oreal anderson with emily carroll formed the speak graphic novel to be honest with you, I actually like the speak graphic novel a lot more than the book. I thought it depicted the emotions, the experiences of Melinda a little bit better. And again, I'm a visual person, so that's probably why graphic sexual assault scene, as well as this graphic novel. But I think the also the other point to make is that at the end of the book, she does provide depiction of Melinda pressing glass onto the rapist when he tries to rape her again that might be a little graphic but she's defending herself and i think i think a lot more people have seen a lot more graphic things so i i don't think that's bad as well and why am i saying that all these things like with the graphic uh sexual assault scenes and everything like that because th that's why the book was banned is over these the the gra the the graphic scenes and to be honest with you it's it's not graphic in my eyes i didn't really think gender queer by Mari kabi was it was graphic as well i didn't really think that was really as graphic i think the the biggest reason why they censor these topics is because they don't want us to be talking about it and i think a big topic to talk about is sexual assault as well as gender and sexuality those are important topics to talk about but for me, it wasn't really that graphic. And I honestly liked the graphic novel a lot more because I'm more of a visual person. So this allowed me to get more of emotion from what Melinda is feeling. You know, she's getting pics on 
as school and you can see that in the graphic novel as well as the book but for me i'm more of a visual person so once i saw it, i was like oh it's so sad like i actually cried i mean i cried in the book but i cried even more i bawled my eyes out during the the graphic novel because i just felt for melinda so much so the biggest thing with this mo book it came out in 1999 in 2004 a movie came out and i don't think this movie i mean the budget for the movie was low but again this is a powerful movie over a powerful book and i didn't know they formed the movie over so i'm gonna be definitely re uh reading or watching that movie and reviewing it for you guys telling you guys how it is relative to the book now i just saw the trailer it's about two minutes and 30 seconds you can see that online kristen stewart who plays melinda did it actually you know she's from what I see, she's doing a great job as an actor. She depicted Melinda to a T. And I honestly, you know, when I once I saw that Speak was a movie and I saw Kristen Stewart as the Melinda, I was kind of wary. Uh, I was I didn't really think Melinda or I thought I really didn't think that Melinda. But Kristen Stewart, you know, for me, I, I don't really like Kristen Stewart because of her acting. I don't really like how she acts. And so for this trailer, she she looks top notch. Like this might be your best movie, honestly. I I really like how she acted in this movie. You know, it doesn't look like she's reading from a script. The motions there, everything like that, and I think she did a really good job, specifically from what the trailer I saw. But we'll see. So I'm going to be watching this movie. The only place I can find it right now is Paramount Plus. Let's see if I can find it on YouTube. I was, uh, I was trying to find it on Vudu, but it's not on Vudu. So I'm going to be reading or watching this movie, and I'll be providing the, those notes to you guys later in another episode. This trailer was just crazy. And the trailer does provide the graphic or the sexual assault scene. So I just want to let you guys know about that. This scene is a lot more graphic than what was in the book. So in the book, you just... You, you hear Melinda saying no, 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 but you don't really see or really hear Melinda stating that, you know, she's trying to fight her off or whatnot. I mean, you, you, you do a little bit. She does mention that a little bit. She's trying to say no, push him off, but he's too strong. But I think for me, I'm a visual person. So once I saw that in the trailer, it, it made it more impactful and be like, Oh my God, get off her. She's trying to say no. And then in the trailer, actually, he uh, covers her mouth up, uh, indicating that he knows he's doing something wrong, indicating that, hey, you should shut up so I can continue raping you. It's just so wrong. And it is his fault. He is a rapist. And, but with that, like, I'm 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 really excited to see this movie. Uh, I want to see how it is, how how it is relative to the book. If it sticks with the book a little bit, what I've seen with the sexual the sexual assault scene, it's a little bit more graphic in the movie than in the um, the book. So who is Lori Alts Anderson? Lori Alts Anderson is a young adult and kids fiction writer, a New York Times bestseller, and her most popular. Her book is this one I'm not reviewing today. It's Speak. A lot of schools have banned this book because of the content in it, because it talks about sexual assault. Now, I read this book in eighth grade, and it was one of the most powerful books I've read during that time frame. However, I didn't really fully grasp what sexual assault was until I went to college, where I realized sexual assault occurs very often. And I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat or anything like that. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because it occurs more often than I thought it did. Like I had over 10 people talk to me about their stories. And I was like, wow, this is a issue. This is a problem. And so at that point, you know, I researched heavily about it. I realized it's not only at the school that I went to, but also many other schools. Right, there's an issue over how we reprehend the person who sexually assaulted the other person. We don't reprehend him, specifically him, as we should. 
in the situation, if he wasn't in college, if he wasn't an athlete, if he wasn't in the frat, that person would be arrested. However, that doesn't occur. The sexual assaulter doesn't get really charged, doesn't get arrested, and is able to stay on campus. While the survivor has to leave because the she sees the sexual assaulter almost every day. Maybe at class or briefly at uh, the dining hall, etc. Especially if you're at a smaller college, it's a lot easier to see the person that sexually assaulted you. You can't really hide unless you transfer and a lot of people have transferred. It sucks that they have to basically leave their dream school or a school that they've developed one of the best, you know, you know, friends and it's a really good school, etc. but they have to leave because of the situation that has happened. And that's, that's sad. That's very, very sad. It should be the other way around. The sexual assaulter should be charged, arrested, and have to leave the campus. Let's be real here. Not the survivor. And that's what really pissed me off during this research that I've all these cases and everything like that online and, you know, hearing about, you know, the cases with the athletes and how they don't get charged at all. How the survivor literally has to go to another school, even drop out. Honestly, sometimes they 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 have to drop out. Like a lot of the cases that I read, a lot of them dropped out, and it's unbelievable. And so I say this because sexual assault that this that that is true. Look at Rain.com. Look at other sites about sexual assault. It's very prevalent in between that time frame. And the biggest thing, too, is not it's not a stranger. It's someone that person is close with, potentially, you know, goes to class with, you know, goes to the party with. Is their brother? Is their uncle? Their dad? Their mom? Whoever. The person that does the sexual assault is rarely a stranger. It's someone that person knows. And we think the biggest thing is like the misconception is, oh, we're in a dark alley. That's where sexual assault occurs. No. It happens where you can trust someone, where you thought you could trust someone. Could be your house. Could be their house. Could be the school, etc. Like, that's what I learned. I was like, oh, my gosh. I read that book in eighth grade. I didn't really think it was that graphic. I honestly thought it was a very powerful book, but I didn't really fully grasp it until I really learned more about sexual assault in college. And I'll tell you this, it is very prevalent in college and it is sadly very prevalent in between the two. You know, it happens a lot for people ages 13 to 25. So Lurios Anderson wanted to write this book specifically to help people understand what sexual assault is and to basically to deconstruct the idea about sexual assault happening with a stranger. That's a misconception is that, oh, that person was in a dark alley they were sexually assaulted by a stranger. No. Majority of cases happen with someone that person knows. Like their uncle. Their dad. Their stepdad. A boyfriend. Someone at a party. Their best friend. Etc. That is very sad. And this book was written in 1999. In a period of time when you know. We didn't really talk about sexual assault, but now sexual assault has become more prevalent because of the Me Too movement. If you guys don't know what the Me Too movement is, it's a movement, a hashtag that was was founded by in like 10 years later, almost uh, by Tarana Burke in 2006. But it was a social movement against sexual abuse, sexual harassment and rape culture. And this was used 
prevalently with Harvey Weinstein, which was the director, and also Jeffrey Epstein, as well as Donald Trump, as well as many other powerful people, where people have accused these powerful men and many other people of sexual assault. And this movement really took off around 2017, 2018, and it got a lot of people arrested and charged when they should have been charged a while ago. You know, the biggest thing, too, is I think we are going in the right direction around sexual assault, but we still think and have the misconception that these people, these survivors, are telling a lie. And it's like, oh, no, that can't happen. That shouldn't, like, that person wouldn't do that. And we, we think that the survivor is telling the a lie. And we had this misconception and this ideal around, you know, Larry Nasser, who was USA's gymnastic sports medicine guy. We realized that he was assaulting hundreds of girls when their parents were in the room as well. The same with Jeffrey Epstein, the same with Harvey Weinstein. The biggest thing, too, is also when multiple survivors state like a similar story. That's sufficient evidence that that person has repeated the behavior and has done it over and over again. We're talking about the people that I just mentioned. We're talking about Donald Trump, who has literally mentioned and stated that he'll grab a girl's and then also with Andrew Tate, who has been a social media controversial guy. He's been accused of sexual assault by multiple women. And we, like, praise him and think that he's a good man. No, he's not a good man. He's a very toxic man that is promoting the idea of, you know, sexual assault is okay. And it's not. Treating a woman like he does is not okay. Getting consent is very important. And that's that's important for all people. And these powerful men don't know that. Don't know consent. They think they have the right to just move their bodies toward these women without consent. Without asking. And no. They don't have that right. They're not great human beings they're not like above us all and that's what we're trying to see and now we're seeing is that these powerful men and the me too movement really opened this up the sad thing is the abuse has occurred far too long and too many people have suffered when the the people like larry nasser andrew tate donald trump etc should be reprehended and arrested the proper way all right, why is this book banned? Let's talk a little bit about this. And I did mention this, why it's banned uh, a little bit, a little hint here. But basically, it was it's banned because of censorship. People, many principals, superintendents, it doesn't have to and uh, doesn't always happen in school, but it can happen in school. It can also happen outside, like a party, like at a party, which is what happened to Melinda in this book. You know, many people and many superintendents, principals, people that are higher up that ban these books at certain schools, they it makes it far worse not talking about the, the topic. It makes it far worse not reprehending the person properly. It, it just it makes the sexual assaulter do it again. And and it makes people very ignorant of the fact that they don't think sexual assault occurs. That it doesn't happen at their school but in, in actuality it, it does it doesn't have to be student student it can be the student in their family or whoever in their family and it's it's crazy that these schools have banned this book so that's the, the main reason why i think these book is this book is banned because they want to censor this topic they don't want to talk about this topic they're like oh it doesn't happen Blah, 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 blah. No. 
you can't be ignorant of the fact that it does occur. And to be honest with you, I was until I went to college and I realized this is a problem. And so another reason why, like they say it's banned, which is like a, I think a cover up on the real reason why it's banned is because it's like, oh, it's it's a graphic depiction of rape and uh, sexual assault. And it actually is not. It's not graphic at all. It's not a graphic depiction. You know, you you see that he gets on top of her, presses against her without her consent, and that's it. That's all it says. That's not graphic. Lori could have been more graphic. And yes, if it was more graphic, then I'll say, hey, then potentially it might be, you know, mature ages, but... It wasn't that graphic. Again, like with sexual assault, the the book should be read by people, by people above 14 or, you know, people who are technically curious about this book, about sexual assault. I think it's in a very important book and a very powerful book. I, I think also like if you have a conversation with your son, your daughter, whoever it is, you know, you read the book as well as them reading the book. That's important because you're able to open up a conversation that needs to be said, that needs to happen. You know, we're uncomfortable talking about sex to our kids, and I I disagree with that. You should talk about sex. You talk. You should talk about the right way to have sex, and should have in the right. And you should talk about. A consensual sex. This book prompts that conversation. Having consensual sex. I think that conversation has to occur. And also has to occur. The conversation over sexual assault. I think this book kind of prompts both of those conversations. That need to happen. A lot of people don't agree with me with that one. But I I, I argue with that. When my kid gets to that age. 14, 15. I'm going to be mentioning that conversation it's it's an awkward conversation yes don't get me wrong but it needs to occur that's why i like colleen hoover so much right and i'll talk a little bit about colleen hoover is where she mentions that these parents talk about sex to their kids you know you don't you don't think that's like important but it really is because your kid doesn't know how to properly have sex your kid doesn't know the consequences or you know the aftermath of not wearing a condom during sex or talking you know basically they're getting the education from somewhere else if they're not getting their education from you they're getting their education from somewhere else where's that education coming from the worst education possible this is where kind of my education came from porn horrible it skews individual's mind about the right way to have sex they're not wearing condoms you know there's a lot of different scenarios in there (laughs) that are totally fake but in a 14 year old's mind you're like huh i wonder if that's true they don't know right because you haven't had the conversation with them to like okay to distinguish that hey that is definitely wrong but yeah skewed my mind i was like is this true is this i mean obviously in the beginning in high school i learned some things like from you know people i'm like oh that that's not true like what the heck but anyways like if they're not getting the education from you they're getting it from somewhere else and the worst education out there which is becoming more prevalent is pornography and now only fans has come become more prevalent as well and so you gotta be cognizant of that and that's why i think the conversation over sex over consensual sex as well as sexual assault has to occur. My review. So I gave this a five out of five on my Goodreads page at Johnny's Book Reviews. If you guys not have checked that out, the link is down below in the description. But on there, I gave it a five out of five. And honestly, I really like this book. And again, I love the graphic novel a little bit more because I'm a visual guy. So it provided a clearer picture for me i but yeah i'm a i'm a visual guy so it was a little bit easier to experience what melinda was feeling in school etc and i think that's really cool very powerful 
and I I highly recommend reading it. And if you worried about if it's graphic or anything like that, again, it's not graphic at all. I don't think it really is that graphic. And if you read the book before you let another person read it, if you want, or even better yet, read the book with that person. I, I honestly think that the 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 most graphic scene is in the movie and I think, well, in the movie, as I saw with the trailer, it's not graphic in the book as well as uh, the graphic novel. So I, I highly recommend reading it. It's a very powerful book about sexual assault. And I, I actually listened to this book and I just couldn't put it down. It was just a great book. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't really have anything that I didn't really like and or I... Yeah, I just couldn't put down this book. Some books, like, I'll put down because they're not good. They're just boring as hell. And this one really sparked my interest, really caught my attention and carried my attention. And I really enjoyed that. And so, yeah, I highly recommend that. So with, but like with those books, like some books, like by Sally Rooney, for example, I, I, I couldn't even finish one page before I put it down and never touch it again. And that's what I do with some books. Uh, well, that's what I do with a lot of my books. That's what I do with my reading is I have a rule where if it doesn't catch my attention the first couple pages, I'll put that book down and never touch it again. The same with series. If, if I don't like the series later on, I'll put the book down and never touch it again. I definitely should have done that with the Thorn of Glass series. I started not liking this series after six, which was Tower of Dawn. And I should have just stopped after reading that book, but I didn't. And ultimately what I've learned is that it doesn't get any better. You know, you get to that point, you get to the end of the book and it's just like, I already all uh, either I already knew that information or that was a disappointment. And for my, my eyes and for Thorn of Glass series, it was a major disappointment. The, the battle was very subpar. But that's what I would say, right, is if it doesn't catch your attention in the first couple pages, put the book down. Because you shouldn't force yourself to read a book that you don't like. Again, I'll say that again. You shouldn't force yourself to read a book that you don't like. And the real reason behind that is because it makes you procrastinate on reading. It makes you hate reading and for me i started hating reading when i forced myself to read the thorn of glass series i should have just stopped at book six and i didn't and so from that lesson and from that failure and from that mistake i have to learn from that and put that toward other longer series that i'll do like if i you know go back into sci-fi etc actually a side note about sci-fi i I'm reading uh, another sci-fi book. I never thought I would be reading a sci-fi book, and here I am reading it. But I'm reading Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yarholz. This is a new sci-fi book, and it comes out May 2nd this, uh, this year, and I'm reading an advanced copy. But it's about this young girl, 20 years old. Actually, she's forced by her mom to start to be a writer. And what essentially this means is she has to go through these sets of challenges that ultimately could kill her. And it has killed many people. Uh, as of right now, there has been 70 people already dead to be able to become a writer. And a lot of people want to become a writer. And essentially what happens is you go through these challenges and everything like that to build up to the moment where you actually meet a dragon. And the dragon will bonds you if they want to so they'll go up to the writer and i think pick the writer that they want to be associated with to ride to be able to have them ride be with them i i read that little snippet and i was like okay that sounds great let's continue and right now i cannot stop reading it so i'll let you guys know probably around may or may 2nd on if i like the book or not but i'll let you guys know this this sci-fi book is is pretty intense i honestly love you know sci-fi books with dragons and so if i'm able to find more books with dragons 
I think that's the 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 realm that I'm probably gonna go with with this sci-fi realm. I I really like Thorn of Glass. It was just a lot different for me. Um, she was assassin. I really wanted a little bit more information on her time as an assassin, and I didn't really get that. And then I we got into her powers and all this other stuff. I got bored. And to be honest with you, I didn't really like the other stuff that was happening with the Fae's, the witches, and everything. Like that. I, I, I didn't really care for that. And I think that's really what made me get away from the series overall. And then, of course, dragging it on to a subpar battle scene, just it was bad for me. Again, the first couple books were good, but not what I expected. And I really was hoping for more for the Thorn of Glass series. But for right now, this other book, Fourth Wing, by Rebecca Yowholz, is I, I just can't put it down. Uh, so I thought I was going to be reading the first couple of pages, put it down, and never touch it again. But not the case. I'm actually highlighting and taking notes. And that means I'm really liking the book. So let's get into it. I love it. Again, I'll be reviewing that book later. So stay tuned. If I So what do I like about this book? Number one. It's a true depiction of sexual assault. You, the misconception is a lot of people think that it's a stranger. It's not a stranger. Majority of cases are actually with someone that you are close with. You know, either that be a someone that's in your family, right? Your uncle, your dad, your stepdad, whoever. Or it could also be a stranger that you meet at a party. Or it could also be someone that's from your class. Right. And it could happen anywhere. It could happen at school, could happen at a party, could happen at a frat house. It could happen in a car, etc. Right. And it doesn't happen in a dark alleyway. I mean, it, it can, but majority of cases don't happen in that way. And, you know, people think that's fabricated. Uh, people think that the story like of Melinda getting drunk and then getting sexually assaulted afterward is fabricated. It's not. It's actually a very similar story that the ones that I've heard of in college, right, where they go to a party. I mean, the party was literally on campus, and the guy takes her home. The girl is drunk, and the, the guy takes advantage of that and has sex with her. And the, the biggest thing, too, is the guy will keep on continuing, even if she said no, etc. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, is is that with a party, like if both parties are drunk, you shouldn't have sex. If one party is drunk, you definitely shouldn't have sex with that person, etc. Because, you know, alcohol is a mind altering drug. You can't provide a consensual yes fully if you're drunk and the the biggest problem with these parties is guys think it's okay for them to take advantage of these girls and to have sex with them without provide without them having a a clear yes from the girl to do this it sucks you know and i i think the best way to kind of prevent this is to have a buddy system and always be with that buddy. Now the issue comes to like the fact like if that buddy leaves and you stay. I, I think you all should stay together. I think that's the biggest thing. Specifically at parties. But if you are alone. I mean. Can you trust the guy or not? So the, the guy will bring you home. Etc. I... I would I would say not to trust a guy or whoever brings you home. I, I wouldn't trust them because you don't know what they have in mind. You don't know what's going to happen, etc. Now, if they get forceful with you, that's where the issue comes, right? If they become more forceful, like, oh, why don't you want to go home with me? Or why don't you do this? Well, if they pressure you, that's... that's giving you a tell sound sign that there's something wrong. But again, if, if you're completely drunk, you're not really, you're not really thinking of that situation. So 
that's the issue I think with the college parties is because a lot of these people are you know get very drunk. A guy sees that as an opportunity to have sex with that girl, and it is completely wrong. It is totally wrong, and it is rape. It is sexual assault, and if. I've heard many cases with this at, you know, in my college that I went to at Denison and as also as well as many other colleges. And the biggest thing, too, is if that happens, we have to believe the person because it has happened. The likelihood of that being a false story is very slim. But also, I think we should reprehend the person more efficiently than we do. What we do now is just allow the sexual assaulter to run on campus and to do the act again on multiple other people. And that's an issue. And I think, I don't think colleges want to really make a statement of arresting these rapists or uh, or sexual assaulters because then it would ruin their repetition. It would ruin their... Basically, they would have no one would want to go to that college, and that's and that's a big issue. I think the biggest thing with this is the the person who committed the crime, the sexual assault, has to be reprimanded as such and should be charged and put in jail. And for college, sadly, a lot of colleges, many colleges, don't do this. Because it's an image ideal. They want to keep their image perfect. They don't want to be seen as a campus that has a sexual assault problem. And the problem is, majority of college campuses, and honestly, almost all of them, have a sexual assault problem. And it goes down to the similar effect with what happened to Melinda. You're there at the party. A guy takes advantage of her, doesn't get consent, and that is the guy's fault. That he's a he's a rapist. He's a sexual assaulter. She can't provide a consensual yes during that of event. There's no way in hell. That is sexual assault. And as such, the guy should be charged and put in jail. And you see these with cases like where with frat stars or like with fraternities or athletes where they get accused and they rarely see a trial. They don't go to jail. They don't do any of that. And it's so bad. So the biggest problem with it is the sexual assaulter can run on campus and keep on doing it while the survivor has to literally leave campus, potentially quit school, do something else, or go to another school, etc. Right? That's that's an, a huge issue, and it needs to be fixed. Number two, the the true depiction of Melinda and how she handled the sexual assault after, like how she didn't speak and how it was hard for her to speak. Literally, she was traumatized and. And so with that, like such an event, with a traumatic event like that, you're not going to speak. You're going to be fight or fight mode for a good majority of your time, you know, for that year or whatever. And ultimately, whenever she spoke or when she spoke to her friend about what happened, she spoke to her because she was starting to date the guy that raped her. And... She wanted to warn him. She didn't believe her, her, and then ultimately later when he tried to rape her again, they, her and her, her friend and all the others believed her. And I was like, why don't you just believe her before? Those stories are true. But with this speaking thing, like, it takes a long time to speak up. You know, for Lori's instance and. In, she didn't speak up for 25 years and she really wished that she spoke up uh, a lot sooner. And I think that's a powerful message in, in this one is to speak up and 
when you're traumatized like this, speaking, your ability to speak diminishes. You become depressed and you don't really want to speak to anyone. You feel isolated, etc. And I, I think it was, I think Lori provided a ton of her personal experience into Melinda's perspective. And I, I really liked how almost accurate it was to like an actual event that would have happened to someone. And again, Lori had or was sexually assaulted. So she provided a ton of her experience, her emotions and her thoughts into Melinda's perspective. And I think that's really what makes the book really good. Honestly, I really I, th- I think even if Lori said that Melinda's not her, uh, I, I think Lori provides a ton of her own experience with sexual assault, her feelings, her thoughts, how she didn't speak for a long period of time into the the character Melinda. And that was just a beautiful part of the story. And that's what I really liked about the book. That, as well as the depiction of the sexual assault and how it can occur anywhere. It can occur at school. It can occur at a party. But the majority of cases is with someone that you know or someone that you're acquaintance with. And that could be someone, you know, you're in your family or even someone at your school. Or what is the lesson or any lessons in this book? I think the big one is... You know, talking about sex to your kid, I think that's a huge one. I think it's a lesson that, you know, many people might not agree with, right? Why would I talk to my kid about sex? And I think the biggest thing, too, is to realize is that if you're not talking about it, they are figuring out or getting their education from somewhere else. And to be honest with you, that's probably going to be porn. And porn is definitely not the right education for your kid. It definitely is not. And the reason behind that is because they're not using a condom. They're not getting an STD test. Although, I mean, they are, but you don't really know that. They don't blatantly say that on the screen. Everyone is skinny. Everyone has a certain image to hold. Etc. And it's not true perspective of real sex. And I think that really skews someone's mind, especially a young kid, age 14. And that's when I, when I started watching porn. And I think it has skewed, especially during that period of time, my perspective over sex. And I think the conversation has to occur, has to. And I think for me, as I read this book, I think that conversation that has to occur, not only like sex, right? Wear a condom, get an SED test or a pregnancy pill, but also talking about consensual sex, asking before you commit, you know, kissing and progressing to other activities. I think that's important as well. I think the second lesson is speaking up. I, I think for me, has really helped me out. And I, in Melinda's case here, when she spoke up, she just had to continue speaking and telling her story. So she told her friend, her friend didn't really believe her until later on. And then at the end of the book, she speaks to her art teacher and is like, you know what? I'm going to tell you about everything. And I really like that. I really like how she started trusting the art teacher right in the beginning of the book. And you can see that. She really starting to like the art teacher and starting to trust him. And he, he's always saying, like, hey, if you need anything, if you need to talk to, to me about anything, just let me know. And I think that's huge because it, she took that to heart at the end of the book. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to tell you about this because he was always there for her. And I think that's very important as a role model, as a teacher, even as a parent. Right, It's important for you guys to be out there. You don't know what your kid has gone through or you don't know what that person has gone through. And I think that's very important to understand. And this really, really helped out in Melinda's case 
because she was able to tell an adult about what happened. I think that's that's important. When I first talked about my situation on what happened to me, talking to an adult about what happened really helped out, like clear some things and helped me get as much help as I possibly can with counseling and therapy. If you guys don't know, I I was molested when I was younger. I was molested by a person I thought I could trust. It was a fifth grade teacher, a really great camp that I was at. But this traumatized me for a long period of time. And it, it took me a roughly four or five years to speak up about what happened. I never told anyone what happened. And I, the first person I told was a friend. And then uh, I told my a counselor at another camp that opened up a lot of conversation about this about this assault and what the the teacher did so i i just can't express enough how speaking up has really helped me to open up about what has happened that it wasn't my fault that this shouldn't happen he violated you at nighttime you know when you're asleep like that's his fault that's he has a problem and I didn't realize that. I thought it was my fault. Like, why did it have to be me for a good period of time? And I'm really glad I spoke up, talked to someone about it, and definitely got some help that I needed with counseling and therapy as such. So it was it was so important to have that, to have someone that would listen to me. And so if you guys haven't experienced any of this and or any traumatic event or whatever, like, I think the biggest thing with that too is like on the other side is listen. And for me, I think listening is so important because they're telling you your, their story. It's a true story. Believe them because it's true and listen to them because they're opening their heart to you. And it's very hard for them to do that. Right. It's not easy to do that. It is very, very, very hard for them to do that. Actually, you might be the first person they tell. So put that in perspective as well. You could be the first person that they they said anything to, and your response could either make them not speak again or continue speaking. And we really want them to continue speaking, get the help that they need, get therapy or counseling if, if necessary. For me, it was definitely necessary. And I think anybody with not only with – uh, anything in their past with traumatic events or with family or with sexual assault, anybody should get therapy or counseling. And I think it's very important because we go to the gym, right? For physical health. Why don't we go to therapy or counseling for our mental health? It's, it's so important. You know, we, we don't, we wouldn't realize that we have panic attacks or PTSD or anxiety or depression if we didn't go. And, I think it's so important for anyone to to go to counseling. I'll say this with any traumatic event, you know, it can be traumatic. And with that, I would highly suggest you guys in my my next idea is to go to a counselor or therapy. And this is a big lesson in toward your friend. Uh, I think it's very important to put that information toward a good therapist or and or counselor. And I, I highly suggest that because, again, we go to the gym for physical health, but we rarely focus on our mental health. And I think that's a huge point to make is let's focus on our mental health, really focus on getting therapy and or counseling if we need it. It's, it's so important. And of course, like with that, with, you know, depression, anxiety, etc. meds help some people. For me, it didn't really help. I didn't really want to take meds, uh, so I just really went and focused on therapy and, you know, those sessions were really rigorous and they they were tough. You know, they were really tough. And then also with that, with therapy and counseling, like the first person that you go to might not be the person for you. So, for example, for me, the first time I went to the counseling was my first year of freshman year of college and... The first person I went to was a guy, and I realized that I don't want to talk to a guy ever again, uh, only because it brings back to the memories of what happened. And specifically talking about that memory to a guy, 
I, I don't enjoy it. I, I don't like talking to a guy about what happened to me. So I now only go to a female counselor and that's the only one I'll go to. I only will go to a female counselor. And I, I've been doing that for the last, ever since my freshman year. So probably eight years. So uh, again, I, I moved. So I had to find the right person. So I had to go to multiple counselors, but in kind of not choosing the, the first one, kind of provide your options out there and pick the one that fits you the most and helps you the most, you know, helps you in that situation that you need help in or whatever. And I think it, that's very important. And again, the, the biggest thing too is mental health, you know, going to a counselor is not bad. You know, we have to destigmatize that. We have to realize that going to a counselor isn't bad. Like we don't say going to the gym is bad for us. And why do we say going to counseling or therapy is bad? No, it's not bad. It's actually very helpful, you know, because you can't decompress all your feelings and emotions, especially when you have a traumatic or event or anything other traumatic thing happen in your life or anything that you want to discuss. You can't all discuss that with your significant other. And you you should provide that information and get a good guide and for me, uh, a good guide to kind of get help with the what you're struggling with, etc., or how you felt this way, etc. It's so important. And for me, it my one of my counselors told me to write a story, wrote a story about my life, and it really shifted my entire perspective of my life. You know, not only what happened to me, but with my family, with my mom growing up in Lisbon, etc. It's just been crazy and definitely get or go to counseling. And I, 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 it's highly suggested that, and I suggest anyone and everyone should do it. Right. That is it for the review. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I, I talked to you guys about speak this powerful book, ton of lessons in this book as well. Uh, and you know, the big one is about sexual assault, the, the misconception over it. And also, uh, about getting the help that you need if you're sexually assaulted, or if you had any other traumatic event in your life, uh, go to counseling go to therapy but also if i think everyone or anyone should go to therapy as well uh, or counseling count counseling so that's that's huge if you guys want to follow me on instagram facebook Goodreads, and twitter at johnny's book reviews definitely do that provide a ton of reviews on there as well so Goodreads is just uh review based now for my other social media handles tiktok instagram facebook etc. Those are the ones where I provide, you know, my reviews, but also videos over the books and then also provide little pictures of, you know, signed books I get or pictures of quotes I see from books that sparked my interest. I provide a ton of stories on my uh, Instagram page. So definitely stay tuned for those and definitely check that out at Johnny's Book Reviews and follow me, of course, too. And then also I provide a short everyday over over a book that I see, signed book that I'm getting or have collected, or a review over a book. Um, I'm going to probably hit it more short reviews on that platform, so definitely stay tuned for that. But again, you can uh, follow me on YouTube at Johnny's Book Reviews, so follow me and uh, get awesome tips and book reviews and also videos, short videos of books that I think look cool etc and then also my website at johnny'sbookreviews.com i have a ton of book reviews that i haven't been able to put on here yet so definitely look at that i have also a lot of reading questions that i have on there like how do i save money on books how have i not spent any money on books etc etc and one year I, I spent no money on books and i provided a blog on there so definitely look at that if you guys want to support this channel you can give a donation from $2 to $10 per month that helps out provide better reviews for you guys or help with equipment, etc. to provide better reviews. And then also, if you guys want to support this channel too, we I have merch on the uh, bonfire.com at Johnny's Book Reviews. I have a read bands book where I have eight band books 
that I sparked my interest and that I've read. And, you know, they go over a wide range of topics, sexuality, gender, sexual assault, mental health, etc. And I thought those books were really good to put onto the shirt. And so that's what I did. Reband books. I have two lines. And then I also have a go read line, challenge yourself line, the Johnny's Book Reviews logo line. So definitely check that out at Johnny's Book Reviews on bonfire.com. And then, of course, follow this podcast for more reviews that comes out every Friday. So I'll, I'll drop an episode every Friday, roughly around 8 to 10 a.m. So definitely check that out. Stay tuned and follow and or subscribe to this podcast. I'll see you guys next Friday. Uh, this episode was launched a little bit late because of you know it was kind of hard editing and recording uh specifically over the content over this podcast or this episode but hopefully hopefully you guys liked it and uh, i'll see you guys next friday